From Murphy to Mancio, extraordinary athletes, coaches, administrators, and contributors have impacted the North Carolina sports landscape. For some, their talents left an indelible mark. So much so, they are enshrined in the North Carolina Sports Hall of Fame. It's time to chat with one of those Hall of Famers who dared to be as tall and stately as our Longleaf Pines. Here is your host of 15 Minutes of Fame, Chris Edwards. Welcome to 15 Minutes of Fame. I'm Chris Edwards. Today on the podcast, we visit with 1996 Olympic gold medalist David Fox. We talk with David about his journey in the pool that began in Raleigh, swimming for the YMCA, becoming the 1988 North Carolina High School Swimmer of the Year, and ultimately about his journey to NC State, where he helped win an ACC team championship, and then to the Olympic stage, winning gold in Atlanta in 1996. We talk about all that and more with the 2016 North Carolina Sports Hall of Famer, David Fox. David, thank you so much for the time, and welcome to the podcast. Thanks. Happy to be here. Uh, let me start here. You grew up in Raleigh. I'm just curious where your passion for swimming first started. Well, a lot of people don't necessarily know, but Raleigh is actually a, uh, and the whole state of North Carolina are big into swimming. This is a, uh, I think we had more participants from North Carolina at the last Olympic trials than any other uh, state. For you, when did you realize that swimming might be something that you're a good at and good enough to go do at, at a high level like you did? Yeah, probably. Um, so the, the, the high level I got to, um, probably not till college, but, um, I started figuring out that I had something, uh, during my sophomore year or so in high school. And, uh, it was really motivating. It was a time I was, I was growing a lot. And so the time just, the times just improved really rapidly and it, it kept me really motivated to work and see what else I could do. I want to ask you about your time in high school. You were the 1988 North Carolina High School Athletic Association Swimmer of the Year, won seven YMCA national championships. Uh, talk me through those high school years, those years at the Y, and who your biggest influences were uh, growing up. Yeah, well, the, the Y, I'm glad you mentioned the Y Nationals. The, the YMCA uh, um, national meet was the the catalyst for me. I was a uh, a floundering kid on the team in middle school, and then I saw the qualifying times for that meet, and it gave me something to work towards at, a, I think, age 14. Um, and it was hard, and I, I didn't get there in my best events, but I qualified in a in a obscure event for me, the 200-yard butterfly. And so I got to go down to Florida, miss a week of school, swim in that meet, and be around all the fast kids that were swimming. And that was really the platform for me to really understand the relationship between the hard work and, and setting goals and, and achieving things in the sport. I'm just curious, being around those people, though, and the influences that they had on you, are there one or two people, was there a coach growing up that was maybe the biggest influence that you had? Absolutely. Uh, so Brooks Teal was my uh, coach at the Raleigh Y. He actually went on to coach at NC State uh, after I graduated from from college. Uh, he he had uh, a handful of swimmers that were kind of like minded. Uh, Dennis Meehan, who went on to swim at Virginia, William Kiever, who swam at LSU and then North Carolina, and we battled in practice every day and. Uh, I think that having that showing up and having a coach that was that invested in us and having teammates that would push, push you uh, was a lot, a large part of my success. You mentioned NC state, you swam there for the Wolfpack. What was it about NC state that attracted you? 
the coach had been there before, you know, where I wanted to go. Uh, coach Eastling was, uh, he had some Olympians in the seventies and while he hadn't had them recently, he, he knew what it took to get there. Um, and then it was really the, it was the, the kids on the team that I'd be training with. They're my, they're my best friends today in this world. As I look around and uh, think of all the people in, that I interact with and the ones that mean the most to me, it's still the guys I swam with at state. I want to ask about all the things you accomplished at state. Won an ACC team championship, seven-time ACC individual champion, eight-time ACC relay champion, won the NCAA title in the 50 freestyle. Of all the things you accomplished, when you think back on your time, what stands out to you the most? Yeah, well, there's two things, uh, really, and I I wouldn't trade one for the other. Uh, I'd I'd have a hard time prioritizing the – that, that team title, my junior year, you know, we had, we had a long dry spell both before and after. It's kind of the lone title during a, a soft period for NC State swimming. And it took the whole team. Every, every one of us had to step up and improve. It's not something I was able to do. It took 18 of us. And so that meant a lot. And we won by a, a, a narrow margin. And then the, uh, the NCAA title, individual title, my senior year, you know, it was my last chance at it. Um, I had fallen short, uh, the year before with high expectations and, um, to do it and to do it in record time and have, have that whole four years come together. in that one, you know, 19 second race was, uh, really fulfilling. You ended 1995, ranked number one in the world in the 50 meter freestyle, 22.23 seconds. That was the third fastest time by any American swimmer. How do you train to swim that fast? Yeah, it's interesting. Uh, I think they do it a little different now <laughs> than I did. Uh, I did a lot of volume. I trained more like a middle distance swimmer. And so um, for me, it was um, making sure I was getting the balance of the hard intensity mixed in with the volume that that my team was doing. Uh, and then in the races, um, a lot of a lot of people don't quite understand this. Uh, a 50 meter free, you know, it's it's 22 seconds. But the, the last 15 meters really separates the people that have done the work from the ones that are just big and strong and explosive. And um, I always prided myself on a consistent power output and stroke rate throughout the whole 50 meters, not just the, the front part of the race. I want to turn our attention towards your Olympic and international career. You let off the U.S. in the 4x100 freestyle relay that broke the world record, won Olympic gold. How special was it, just as we start to talk about the internationals, to, to be able to represent your country on the Olympic stage? Yeah, no, it was it was really special. Every time I got to put the USA on my back um, was, was special to me, starting with the World University Games and culminating with the, the Olympics. And then I did, I did another meet or two uh, after that. Um, really special. And that relay uh, is, is easily in my... Uh, in my short list of most special moments and one, because obviously we set a world record and that's phenomenal, but um, you know, in swimming, you get so conditioned to all that matters is, is you do the work, you put yourself out there. Did I improve? And I was able to, to drop from my best, drop a lot of time and my team really needed me to do that and to set the tone on the first leg. And so I, I felt like I played a major part in it and that made it more special. For swimming, that's so much of an individual sport. You train. I mean, there is a team aspect, but it is kind of an individual. You're going against the clock. How rewarding is it to be able to be part of a, a, a team, a relay team, that brings home a gold medal? It's, it's true. And there, there are um, 
there are reasons that quite often people do their lifetime best times leading off relays. And because you, you know, it's no longer just about you. It's about your team. In that case, it was about the country. Um, and so that, that pressure turns into something positive because you're, you know, you're willing to find something unnatural to, uh, to get you to that next level. To be able to win gold and to be on the podium and you hear the national anthem being played as the medal goes around your neck. Can you describe what that's like? It's, uh, you know, the, the, the Olympics as a whole are, um, a grand overwhelming for your first time. And for me, the only time, um, but a grand moment. And I think when you have those culminating experiences, when you're, um, when your team is one and you're all celebrating together, it, uh, you can't really put words to it. It's, it's a, um, the, the pride and joy lasts forever. Was it more special because it was 96 and because it was Atlanta and you're in the U S and you won gold? Absolutely. I, uh, it's, it's so funny how many people ask me if I wouldn't have preferred to, to travel to some exotic location for, uh, for an, the only place that would have been better than Atlanta is if they had it in Raleigh. Um, I, uh, I was so happy to be able to compete close to home and have so many friends and family make the trip and, and be there for me live because they were all part of the journey the whole way. You know, none of us accomplished anything by ourselves and the coaches, the teammates, the family, the friends, everyone does their share. And so it was nice to be able to, to have them close by. After you finished your career as a swimmer, you went on to be an assistant coach at North Carolina and helped UNC win the ACC title. How rewarding is it for you to be able, as a coach, to give back to the next generation of swimmers? It was shocking how rewarding it was. Um, I I was excited by it, but to um, to be part of helping young people who are pouring themselves out in the pool every day and see the joy on their face when they finished their season and, and did swam times that they had never swum before um, and come together as a team. Um, it was, it was really special. I, uh, I wish I had gotten to, to do it. You know, we only get one crack at life and I, I chose my journey and my path, but um, if I could have had a different journey and just continue to coach, I think I would have really enjoyed that as well. A couple of thoughts and I'll let you go. As you look at swimming now, obviously everybody gets excited about swimming every four years in the Olympics, but you look at the state of swimming now versus when you were an Olympian, what's the biggest change you see in the sport? It's um, there, there's a lot more focus on power and on the, the kicking aspect, you know, the underwater, if you watch, you don't have to be a, an expert on swimming. You, you watch a race and you see all these underwater dolphin kicks and the explosion through the surface. Um, People were just playing around with that uh, as I was finishing, and now it's it's a, a must. You have to be a good kicker to be a good swimmer. Last thought. This is kind of off topic, but I like to end here. You were obviously really successful as a swimmer. You've been really successful in life in general. If someone just wants to be successful in whatever field they go into, David, what's the biggest key to success and being a successful person as you see it? I think how you respond to the inevitable disappointments and adversity. I think that's it. I mean, no, no one achieves anything worthwhile that um, gets there in an easy fashion. And so uh, the bumps, the bruises along the way, picking yourself up, learning from them and, and moving forward. That's, I think that's the secret. That's a perfect place to end. Thank you for your time. And thanks for all that you do for the Hall of Fame. Yeah, thank you. 
David, thanks again for the time on the podcast, and thanks to you at home for joining us on this episode of 15 Minutes of Fame. For the North Carolina Sports Hall of Fame, I'm Chris Edwards.